This is Will and MJ on Triple M. Are we live? You took the words right out of my mouth. They're awake and they're on fire. Bring it on. It's becoming quite regular, Will, that we are doing podcast specials. Yeah, we missed it again. <laughs> we missed Sunday night again. Probably my fault this time. I'll take responsibility for that. Yeah. Um, so you were not in a state to be on air, I think. Had a few beers on Saturday, let's yeah. be honest. Uh, but Oh, don't get me wrong. I had beers too. Yeah. I just, uh, I think I was awake a bit earlier than you. Yeah, I, sl- I slept in. I'm doing breakfast hours this year. So it sort of yeah. it throws the body clock around a bit. Yeah, one would wonder how you sleep in and miss a Sunday night show. but. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, you know, it happens sometimes. It was a really big night. But now we're recording this just after 11 o'clock on Monday morning. We yes. make a point of the podcast shows to say these are a little bit looser than what we normally do. <laughs> Although um, when it becomes the typical show that we do... We'll have we... to start saying the opposite, but... When we do a Sunday night show, we might have to start mm. saying this is a lot less loose than this we is, usually Yeah, this do. is a lot tighter with a lot more thought put into it <laughs> than, what, than what we're offering in the podcast only show. But there's a fair bit to get through regardless of the lack of structure in the next sort of 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, in terms of footy and outside of footy. And Excuse my squeaky chair, by the way. I might quickly switch chairs. You, you keep introducing the podcast. Yeah, sure. Well, we're a minute in now, Will. So yeah. things are going quite nicely so far. Um, a lot of footy. Yes. A lot of positivity. You're a Brisbane supporter. We may as well start there. Boy, oh boy. Finally got the win. Yep. Long overdue. I'm putting money on us to make the finals next year. I'm getting on at ground level. I think we are going to follow the trajectory of North Melbourne, Mm -hmm. who have been playing some pretty good footy. Yep. And Melbourne, to a lesser extent. To a lesser extent. They've improved a lot. I I rate them highly, Melbourne. Yep. Uh, But I do. Last six weeks, the Lions have played some really, really good footy. They just haven't been posting wins. Yeah, everything except getting the win. We've been mm. within a goal of our eight losses. We've been within a goal in six of the last quarters. So we've been right there or thereabouts. And we finally just put the foot down when we needed to. And gee, it was satisfying. Mm. Hodgie against his old team. Yeah, it was, oh, wasn't it? I loved it. Yeah. Is there, I was watching a bit last night and putting footy to a side for one second. Is there a fence now that wraps around the Gabba? As in like a advertising board fence? Yeah. Are you asking this because I'm on one of the fences outside the Gabba or? No, there's not, sorry, not an advertising board fence. Like a, it's like they've caged in part of the Gabba. Has that always been like that? Or was I just noticing it last night? As far as I'm aware. You know, like, you know, you know, the one that the guy that flipped over a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, like a guard. No, that's, I think that you're referring to the, what they call the veranda. That's at one end of the goals. It's like a, um, an exclusive VIP area for Brisbane ah, Lions okay. members. The, yeah. the real wanky yeah. sort of <laughs> uh, corporate types. Yeah. Like old mate who flipped over with the ripped jeans yeah, around that's, the yeah. knees and the boat shoes. I just hadn't noticed how high those fences were around the corner, but anyway, that's yeah. just me. No, not, that's not a, much interest there, is it? Real off topic. Yeah. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> we were discussing this morning um, the pool at the Gabba that's there during the cricket season. Yeah. And I believe it's around the same area that that big advertising board is on the wing. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if, if we suddenly start getting packed houses again, whether we get rid of that advertising board so we can fit in another thousand people. I'd like to see the pool footy season. It would be cold. Make it a spa. Yeah. For footy season. Yeah, I think. Sauna. How, <laughs> yeah. Just with a, a perspex wall. Yeah. So yeah. So a big the, clear wall. Watch and you, the footy. And sweat it out. <laughs> God, I'd like to see that. How disgusting would that be? Yeah, yeah. Could you take beers into the sauna? Absolutely. Forexes. So they'd get warm. Into the sauna. But that's how you drink a Forex. About lukewarm. About lukewarm. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. I think that'd be a great idea. Beautiful. It'd be the first stadium with a sauna. They did want to put a, a live lion around the edge. So nothing's now, out of the that question. That was Greg Swan taking the piss. <laughs> I've, I've, never seen, I've never seen a comment 
of someone taking the piss, taken so out of context. The only one off the top of my head I can think of is Mick Malthouse saying, I can't see us losing a game this year. He yeah. said that as a complete joke. <laughs> it was a joke to the journos in the room. And then yeah. people have run with it as if it was gospel. I always felt sorry for Mick about that. That was, that was in his last year with Carlton. I always thought it was gospel. No, it was And the line, the line thing was an official idea. It wasn't. It was... I, I think it was raised in a brainstorm. All right. Like so it was submitted to them. I've, I've told you that I want to talk to Greg Swan about yes. this, um, this legal issue, this stoush that we have. Yeah. And Tommy, so, and Tommy Brown from Channel 7 and the Hot Breakfast, he's going to hook us up with Swanee. When, when can we make that happen? Do you want to do that this week? Soonish. Yeah, this week. So that's two things we've got to ask him now. Yeah. One, how can I sue you? <laughs> yeah, and two, two, was that an actual idea or was someone taking the piss? Was that, I, I'm, I'm betting on piss take. Because I think at the time I thought, oh, clearly it's just a joke. Yeah. And then I read into it and I'm like, actually, no, someone actually raised this. Yeah. It wasn't like it was just a, taking the absolute piss. Yeah. It was like someone, it was a brainstorm or there was some kind of meeting where it was raised as a serious idea. I, I, see, I don't think and it was for, serious. For those who are listening and don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> yeah. it hit the news a year and a half ago, I guess. Yeah, I reckon that, about that. That Brisbane wanted to have a live lion yeah. at the Gabba for home games, yeah. like ro- like roaming up and down behind in behind, yeah. behind glass. It was meant to be in a cage. Incredibly cruel. Yeah. Not very entertaining. When all zoos are moving towards like open range yeah. and taking away cages, they wanted to have a yeah. caged up lion at home games. It wouldn't have been a good look. Speaking of uh, people taking the piss, yes. Um, last week, John Worsfold had a press that re- a press conference that received quite a bit of coverage. Now, this was off the back of um, who did they lose to? Oh, Carlton, of course. Mm. So, of their their worst loss of the season against the cellar dwellers, Carlton. Yeah. During the week, he was quite testy with. Have you got the audio there? I've got the audio here. This oh, is let's, a... let's hear what he said there. Communication issues at all, though, John. I mean, aside from that. In what regard? In regards to to Mark and the assistant coaches. Um, not that I was aware of. There was a lot of communication. We we meet daily, so plenty of communication there. Um, so I'm not really sure. You need to be more specific. Are you talking coaches box, day to day? Well, I mean all encompassing. But I mean the coaches box was mentioned, but it was it was also mentioned that as By whom? well, it has been mentioned. By whom? Well, in the media. So By whom? well, everyone <laughs> that's everyone. involved. Yeah. Everyone. So who? Uh, well, obviously, no one club, no one from Clubland. Well, the, it was to do with communication. What's I mean, question. Is there communication as to the standard that you would like? Between whom? Between <laughs> the coaches. No, nah, yeah, it's all all good. <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. No, we're sweet. By whom? I love he drops the M on the end of it three that, times. That, whom? That was what you're talking to Ayrton Woolley, who I think from Channel 9, and I think Ayrton did a great job. He held himself very well. In, in all honesty. Our own Ronnie Lerner from The Age, he got a grilling as well from Woosh. I'm not sure if you heard that. And, and Ronnie the same thing. He kept asking, who, who said that? Who, who said it? And Ronnie's an Essendon supporter, yeah. so he would have hated being grilled. Oh, he, he was called out and he, mm. he shriveled up. Well, I've, I've spent a bit of time down. I used to, be a, I used to do the microphones at games. Oh, did you? Like when I was... Oh, this is in your previous role. Yeah, like yeah. when it, you know, I was 19, 20, 21, sort of yeah. ro- roaming down in the rooms, like installing microphones for another radio station. Yeah. And then I went up to Sydney on holiday to watch Collingwood, actually. Okay. And I contacted work because I had no one who could go down to the rooms after the game. So I said, I'll go down there and I can hand my phone to a player because Collingwood beat Sydney. Yeah. And then I was standing at the edge of the room after Collingwood won, feeling quite good about myself. You mean handing your phone as in talking on air to... Yeah, well, I think I, in the end, I ended up putting Travis Cloak on my phone. Yeah. And he just talked back to the guys upstairs. Sure. So 
I was down there and I was standing on the edge of where all the media were meant to be, mm. but it was all packed out because, you know, after the game, it's all very busy. Collingwood won. Yeah, Collingwood won. Yeah. And then as the players all start filing past me, I couldn't get into the media section. So I was standing, you know, 30 centimeters from where I was meant to be standing. With all the backslappers, all the Nuffies supporters? And... Uh, yeah, well, they had sort of a special media area. Oh, okay, yeah. But it was, it was very small and there was too many people in there and I sort of couldn't get in there. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't really matter because I'm just right here anyway. I'm 30 seconds, 30 centimeters away from where I should be. Yeah. And then Mick Mulhouse walks past. Oh, what happened? And he goes, I was only about 20. He goes, what, mate? You're not everyone, are you? Too good to be standing in the, where you're meant to be standing. <laughs> and I'm like... You got called out. Like, oh, uh, and this is your hero. Yeah, yeah. And look, you know, you know, being a Collingwood supporter, and you know, Mick Mulder, he's the coach, gave me an at, you know, a grilling in is, front in front of the whole team. This is pre-premiership, isn't it? Yeah. So it, it wasn't would, that much of a hero. It, no, it would have been about two thousand and eight. Yeah. And he's, and I've never felt smaller in my <laughs> life. Because there he has, I've got a grill in front of the whole Collingwood team, you like got, all my heroes. You got a dressing down. Yeah. Thank God. I think it was the year that Bucks was not working. At the oh, pie. imagine! So, thank God he wasn't there to witness it, because that would that would have really ruined me. Have but, you brought this up with Mick uh, since? No, because I've met Mick a few times. You have through your job. Yeah, and he couldn't be nicer when you're dealing with him. Yeah, I've heard um, yeah. post coaching Mick Malthouse. Yeah, because all the players loved him. I think Absolutely, I have a yeah. feeling he's always been a nice guy, but he was yeah. just. He was difficult with media. I think just, he got, I think he got a bit of a red mist about him. Yeah, when the protective. media and yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was just I think it, I don't think it was my fault. I think he just yeah. wanted somebody else. You were just the first one. Yeah, I was the first one. The firing one. Yeah, and then I, I had to go upstairs because Rex Hunt was working upstairs. Yep. And uh, I've said to Rex, you know, I got in a bit of trouble down the room, <laughs> and Rex is an old team mate of Mix. Oh yeah. Uh, and it's fair to say he told me not to worry about it. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't say. Yeah, <laughs> I think Rex I've heard this story. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going. Okay. I just realized what Rex... We're, we're yeah. PG Rex, podcast. Yeah, Rex gave me a little bit of advice. Yeah. And I took that on board and I, I didn't let it worry me um, as much as I had previously. We've veered off track because mm. I want to play you this uh, Warsfold from the press conference after the Geelong win. A very good win. And he was still not giving a whole lot. Because little... you'd think maybe, uh, maybe media managers got yeah. to him after that press conference last week and said, hey, Woosher. You know, yeah, lift we, your spirits. We so, tried to organise Essendon to. We we're like, oh, I'd love to chat with Jake String or Wooshy. He's on the Sunday rub. Yeah, after yeah. A, after a tough couple of weeks, maybe they want to just you know accept a, a few plaudits this week, yeah. and they had a complete media ban. Essendon. Oh, really? Yeah. No players are talking. No one, no player or coach was talking. Ooh, that's interesting. And oh, they've can, got their back up about the media and yeah. how the media's been media's been talking. Yeah, about and them, you so. can tell Warsfold he wasn't so into the media after the win. There's a sense of relief after what certainly externally and you might describe it appeared to be no. a trying week. No relief. No. Just what? what is the emotion then? Focus on going forward, getting where we want to get to. No relief. What, what did please you the most? Because you, you don't seem overly pleased. No, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> yep. I'm wrapped. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm pretty happy. I'm wrapped. Yeah, you sound it. You sound it, John. Hey, MJ. Yeah, we're back. So... I have found a heat map of Jake Stringer's game from Saturday. Oh, really? Are you across uh, the areas that he was running? No. <laughs> oh, that, can't be, that can't be true, can it? How many teenage girls do you reckon he sent that to? <laughs> <laughs> For those who can't see it. Oh, yeah, that, no one can see it. That, uh, it's a heat map. It's got, it looks like a cock. It's got very. It, oh, it does, actually. It does. It's got two sort of circular bits in the forward 50 and then one... And he really worked the corridor after that. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Is that actually? It's true. That's what the Telstra heat right. map. No way. 
Sorry, I just wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought I'd provide that to the uh, to the podcast. He, he, the heat map. He's drawing a he's drawing a dick and balls yeah. on the on the oval. <laughs> stringer taking the piss. Stringer. He's, he's trolling everyone with that. <laughs> what was your favourite game on the weekend? Uh, the only one I saw was Collingwood St Kilda. The only one. Oh, apart from I watched a bit of Brisbane uh, last night and the Hawks. Good. Enjoyed seeing the Hawks get beaten. Because a little birdie tells me that you might not have even caught much of the Collingwood St Kilda game. No, I was there the whole time. You were at the game. Yeah. 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 At you, the game you, the whole time. You didn't find yourself in a bar? <laughs> Who have you been talking to? Oh, I've, I've got sources. Because uh, uh, I've just... The the uh, wedding of Harry and Meghan Markle is on the TV behind me there. And I just remembered... Uh, it, it struck a chord with me because I remember that uh, I was told you happened to be watching a fair bit of it. <laughs> and I remember it was happening at the same time as Collingwood St Kilda. Because I was in a pub. We had three screens going at the pub. Of what royal wedding? It was Collingwood, Collingwood... Sydney Frio. Yeah. And then when they switched one of the Collingwood screens over to the wedding, the pub yeah. erupted. <laughs> <laughs> what, with positive? Finally! Oh, really? They yeah. wanted to speak oh, they wanted it on. It. Yeah. Oh. Everyone says, oh, just show us what she looks like, you know. Yeah. Everyone's pretending that they're not, they're not into it. But yeah. Everyone's uh, into it. Yeah, I, I must admit, I spent a fair <laughs> bit of... <laughs> we found a bar at Eddie Head Stadium and... Uh, I must admit... Spent it. most of the third quarter watching the Royal Wedding. The whole quarter? Uh, the game was on the line in the third quarter. Was yeah. there another screen with the game on it? Were you at least across the result? Yeah, there was an, there was another screen there, but yeah, but outside you couldn't in our seats you couldn't watch the royal wedding, so we decided to just have a have a look at what happened. And it was right at the peak of the royal wedding, like ah, uh, you know, it was once every few it, years. It was that? all happening as sort of Prince Harry and William were walking in, and then yeah. the Queen arrived, and then um, Lewis Litz on TV. Yeah, and... <laughs> yeah, it was good watching the cast of Suits rock up, who all looked out of their depth. Yeah, uh, and then you're like, holy shit, Oprah's there. I so that was Oprah. Yeah. I was like, that. gee, that woman looks like Oprah. Yeah, Oprah was there. Um, Idris Elba was there. Was he? The new James new Bond. New James yeah. Bond, yeah. yeah. When's that bet coming through? Uh, soon. <laughs> soon. <laughs> I invested my house on that. I had inside information about a year ago that Idris Elba was going to be the new James Bond, and he was paying, I think, $7. I was about to say, for the listeners who don't know, but I'm not yeah. sure we've even brought this I up. I don't on. think we have, because I said, this is a scam. I got inside information from a very good source. <laughs> you got inside information from a bloke who, who pretended to be the mate of Idris Elba. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, does he, do you know who it was? Do you no, know I don't. DJ Carl Cox. <laughs> Who's that? DJ Carl Cox. <laughs> International you just, DJ. You can't just repeat it. A mate of mine ran into DJ Carl Cox, <laughs> and he's mates with Idris Elba. I'm not sure where. Am I? <laughs> and he said, "Did my eighty dollars go on the back of yeah. third-hand information from DJ, DJ Carl Cox, Cox, who may or may not be mates with interest Elba?" Yes, that is where that information came from. It was a very good source. The that, name's Elba. But the, every time I log into my sports bet account now, yeah, it's the only bet that's sitting it's there. So annoying. Because I wish they, I could delete it. They worded it wrong. How did they word it? They worded it as who will be the next James Bond. Oh, that yeah, yeah. So the next one. So now that Daniel Craig is going to do the next James Bond. He's still James Bond. He's still James Bond. Yeah. So this bet could be sitting there for the next five years. The, the whole the whole series could be cancelled by the time. There may I, not be another James Bond. I still have a lot of faith in DJ Carl Cox. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, he knows stuff, the DJ Carl Cox. <laughs> to be fair, Idris Elba would be a very good James Bond. I think he'd be great. And I, I think he'd be God, great. every time I see any sort of rumor or announcement about him, I'm just like, is this it? I click every story. Finally. Is this when the money's going to come? Because we got on at $7, and I told that many people. Yeah. Within 24 hours, it came down to four fifty. I think he single-handedly fluctuated the market. Yeah, we did. And yeah. got everyone on board. Well, DJ Carl Cox's rumors got around very quickly. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> 
It just uh, it's it's, so far it hasn't. It hasn't. That's eventuated. who I bet on. Yeah. Look, if there's one man in the world that I trusted. Yeah, it was DJ. Carl no, Cox. look, I, now I'm on board. I, I'm, I feel happier about this bet than I have in a yeah. long time. So if you're listening to this podcast and you feel like having a flutter, <laughs> and you trust, look, we're not like other shows who don't reveal their sources. Oh, I'd sooner get on DJ Carl Cox to be James Bond at this rate. <laughs> it wouldn't be bad, actually. International DJ. Will and MJ's serious news. <laughs> no, 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 serious news. Intro's back. Yeah. Now, this is yours. Well, this is an article I noticed in the paper on Friday. And I've had it sitting on my desk since then. So I haven't read it since Friday. But at the time, I remember reading this quite early in the morning and thinking, this is is a good serious news. This is something we can really get, yeah, try and get our heads around. Um, It's it's, uh, page five of the Herald Sun, to give you an idea. That's quite an important story. It's really close, yeah. Um, Dietitians are concerned muffins as big as softballs (laughs) and supersized cake slices served in cafes are normalizing large portions portion sizes at a time when Australians are struggling to control their weight. Right. So I think the point of this article is that cafes are serving cakes and things that are too yeah, large. And the, and the status quo is just getting yeah. more and more obese. Yeah. So when they're going to one cafe that is doing mm. a softball sized muffin yeah. compared to the one next door who's just doing a small tennis ball sized muffin. Now softball, I reckon that's about the size of your fist. Yeah. Softball. Yeah. I reckon that's right. Where, and let's just rank it's balls weird for how, a second. Like it's weird how they said softball because it's like a ball not many people are familiar with. Yeah. So we've got, if you, if you were to do a ball ranking, you'd go ping pong as a smallest ball. Or you go like marble first. Yeah, or squash ball. Yeah. Marble. Mar- marble, ping pong, golf. Well, that's, that's how they rank hail sizes. Yeah. That's yeah if hail's any, if, <laughs> ha- if hail's any good, it's a golf ball size. What's the largest hail. hailstone you've ever heard of? Cause uh, it's always golf. Golf. Because I, in yeah. my mind, golf ball hail is that's just your, your line and length hail. Because sometimes you get that really fine stuff. Yeah, which doesn't even count. But that's not. But hail. no one ever says like it's not. It doesn't make the news when there's marble sized hail. Because no one cares about marble sized hail. No, that doesn't do any damage. That's just your, it's your golf ball that that's, that, yeah. that hurts your car. That starts dinting your car. Ha, have you ever heard of softball sized hail? Or is that just ridiculous? No, no. That's like end of the I world. I reckon tennis ball sized hail. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon you could get that. Okay. Probably not in Australia. Can you get tennis ball sized muffins? <laughs> Let me just get back to the article. <laughs> Hang on. So now softball softball will be larger than a tennis ball, you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's bigger than a baseball. I know that. Baseballs are quite small. It's about as... What's a cricket ball? Cricket ball is like tennis ball. You reckon? I, reckon cricket I, I think softball is about as big as you... Bigger boy as you get until you get to basketball. Okay. No. Soccer ball would be bigger. And, and smaller than right. basketball. But that's still a lot bigger than a softball. It's significantly bigger than a softball. Yeah, because you... What's it, mate, Bowling ball? That'd would be, that be in that between? That would be in between a soccer ball and a softball, yeah. There must be one Just. more. What about, a, what about a billiards ball? No. That'd be smaller than a that's baseball. That's tennis ball. Yeah. And baseball's like smaller than it, yeah. So Is this where you saw the conversation? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Okay, so we've so established the, where we're talking well, about softball. Yeah, but just to make it clear, yeah, there, there, in terms of ball sizes, yeah, there's a big gap between softball and bowling ball. And bowling ball, huge gap, huge gap. It's almost four times, I reckon. Four times the size. Now you yeah. also mentioned slices, because mm. if we're talking rectangular prisms, you've got matchbox, Toblerone. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. That's, I said rectangular oh, prisms. Okay. Oh, sorry. You've got uh, tub of butter. Yeah, cereal box. 
Where are yeah. the? Are we talking cereal Shoe box, box size? <laughs> cereal box size slices, or is that? That's that's more of like a brownie too tin big. <laughs> <laughs> when Lucy Vandenberg wrote this article, I don't think she, I don't think she imagined that her choice of words softball oh. were getting dissected. Yeah. Um, okay. So let me just jump a few paragraphs. So Miss Liang, and she works for the Australian Dietary Guidelines, and so she's a prof- uh, accredited practicing dietitian. She's an expert. So she's an expert in this area. She said that a regular muffin should be about the size of a tennis ball okay. or a golf ball for a mini muffin. What's a mini muffin? A golf a, a ball size muffin. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that... I think that you a, just have mini... Like, but I think that a tennis ball size muffin is way too small. A tennis ball size muffin is a cupcake. I think you're right. Like a I'd, tennis ball sized muffin, I would be severely yeah, underwhelmed. I'd be with underwhelmed that when I get a muffin. I want a softball sized muffin. <laughs> but that's exactly that's what they're talking about. The status quo, because it's normal. That's normalised now. We see so many softball sized muffins. We yeah. we just think that's the norm. So you're saying I'm part of the problem? I think, <laughs> I think we both might be. Uh, Will, are you a man that uses ATMs and gets cash out? Oh, you're going with this social story now. Um, well, we may as well. Funnily enough, on Saturday night was the first time I'd used an ATM, I reckon, in this year. I'd never do it. I really? never have cash. If you ever ask me to chip in something for cash, I'll, I'll transfer you later. Yeah, I haven't noticed that about you. And I realized, because I knew that uh, all the banks removed all their ATM fees. Yeah, but now they're removing their ATMs because they're realizing the ATMs aren't making money. Well, and not, not many anymore. people are getting cash out anymore. Yeah. Because I used to, I used to be a massive advocate for if I'm going to spend two fifty to get cash out, I yep. may as well get a pack of gum for it. So yeah. I'd go to a Seven Eleven and can I get cash out with this gum? Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Which is you know just a better way of doing it. But I went to a Seven Eleven yep. and I was like, oh, there's no ATM fees anymore. Mm. And it's only once my cash was coming out, it's like that'll be two fifty, and I was like, oh, so those oh, yeah. private ones, those private ones still have the charge. Where so they get you? That's yeah, every time. Yeah, especially if you go to. <laughs> uh, have you ever been to New Orleans? <laughs> no, I haven't. I love when you get that hesitant laugh. At New Orleans. You know you shouldn't bring it up. but I went to a particular venue that charges quite a lot for ATM fees in New Orleans. This is a long time ago. What was it? Um, One of those venues you go to late at night time that have um, dancers. Are we talking South Melbourne ballet type setup? Yeah. And a a friend of mine wanted to go, so the three of us decided to go in there. uh, And none of us had any cash, so I got some cash out. And it was only the next day that I realized how much the ATM fee was. And what was it? 35 American dollars. Oh, my God. (laughs) 35? Yeah. How long ago was this? Uh, 2011. Gee whiz. Is that what they do over there? In New Orleans, yeah. Maybe it's just that particular venue. They get you. They get you. <laughs> it's not the most reliable, trustworthy place, I imagine. <laughs> Probably not. It's a fun night, though. So socially, what have you noticed with ATMs? Uh, you... <laughs> well, it's not ATMs problem. This is the problem I'm having. So you're... So oh, you just want to bring up strip clubs of rotting ATM using. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I wanted to bring up. I'm, I'm trying, I want to start a campaign, right? Yes. Putting ATMs aside. Yep. I'm not getting cash out anymore. I just. You put your foot down. Put your foot down. Can't be bothered. It's another step in the process. Yeah. So I'm just touching. Whatever. Pay pass. You pay pass everything. Everything. And That's I, what I do. Yeah. And I was, you know, went to the footy the other day and the MCC, they don't even, I bought cash out and they were inconvenienced by the fact I had cash. Cash is annoying. They're, they're just expecting to touch on every, you know, the pay pass every time. Yep. But what happens every time you hand your card over for the person behind the counter to do it? What do they ask you? Um, I don't know what you mean. Every time they say, is pay pass okay? Yeah. Can they stop asking that? 
Oh, do you think that should just be the norm? That's the norm now. Like so, a tennis ball sized muffin. Yeah. You yeah. just think that should be, that should be the, the norm. societal norm. Yeah, I think So you think they should just start assuming it's tap? Well, it's up to the person. Yeah. With I can't for the life of me think why you wouldn't be okay with touching. Yeah. The you know, the pay passing. So why not just make that the norm? And then if you, for some reason, prefer an insert, yeah. you ask for the insert. Okay. But don't inconvenience. If you're an inserter, don't inconvenience the rest of us, all right? If you're an inserter. <laughs> yeah, or a swiper, you know. You should be the ones making yeah. a point. Okay, you should be the ones that are forced to go out of your way. Yes. Not While us tappers are our just tappers, flying who through Who are the life. normal, who are the 99%. Yeah. We are trying to get on with our lives. Yeah. This transaction is just a fleeting moment yeah. in my I busy day. Need, yeah, I don't need to be asked <laughs> if I'm okay with pay pass every single time. Are you with me? Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know about starting a revolution. No, I think it needs and to And if be. our campaigns on this show are anything to go by, <laughs> nothing's going to happen. <laughs> if you want to join the revolution, Will, yes. just get on our Facebook page. Yeah. Let us know. Message us. Yep. And then if we get enough, we'll just... Please send us messages. We really like that. It yeah, just shows that the lights are still on. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I forget that about people anything, listen. About anything. Just message just, just remind me that I'm not talking Please. to myself yeah. here. <laughs> Quick Essendon story. Did you see how close they were to being caught with 19 players on the field? No, I missed that completely. What you happened? completely missed that? Yeah, they it, it was between goals. Mm. So they just, they were, like, they'd kicked a goal with 18 players. Mm. They're out there. And then someone, I forget who it is. Uh, there's a photo here, I think, of Langford yelling out to someone from the bench, like, get off, get off. And you see the behind the goals vision of someone sprinting off yeah. before they bounce the ball. So they got away with it. Yeah. But for a good... 30 seconds, they had 19 players on the field. Oh, really? You know what the penalty but is? The umpires didn't notice. Uh, I, oh, I don't know. It? I reckon they would have been alerted to it once they heard all the commotion. Oh, okay. But do you know what the penalty is for having 19 players on the field? Uh, pretty much a free goal, isn't it? No, it's worse than that. Your score gets wiped. You go back to zero. Really? Yeah. Imagine Essendon being up by 40 points against Geelong and their score getting wiped. Oh, the comedy va- It would have been hilarious. Imagine Wush's press conference at the end of it, that. It would have been the most controversial moment of the last 10 years, I reckon. Oh, there was a supplement saga in between. Yeah, that was, yeah to do with Essendon as well. But, so, yeah. you're, like, so, what if there's just an accidental... How, well, it's happened me, before where a player runs on and, you know, at the same time as someone's running off. They've found out... Uh, Oh, how not? <laughs> Just checking the comment section. Yeah. That, that rule apparently is obsolete. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what a downer of a way to end the show. I was, was going to say. No, yeah, no, that, that rule no longer applies at AFL level. Oh, cool. It applies at every other level. And this is why we should really put research <laughs> into See, things we I didn't we even discuss. read the second comment. <laughs> oh, my God, that's comical. Well, oh, no, that, it, a score got wiped in the NEFL last year. Really? Yeah. Not really AFL though, is it? Yeah. Uh, people are saying that their score got wiped in under 16s level and they still lost. The really? uh, sorry, the other team got their score wiped. Oh, yeah. That's no, I think it happened. I think it happened recently. Maybe I should have researched the um, pay pass stuff as well. Yeah, possibly. Because there might be a really good reason that yeah, they ask. Maybe there is. We might get a message about it. So good research you, on the muffins is, though. Yeah, the muffin stuff. <laughs> the muffin break was really good. If only we put the same level of research into footy stories as we did muffins. <laughs> muffins. This has been Phil and MJ for a special podcast edition of the show. We'll be talking more desserts next week. <laughs> really? Vanilla <laughs> we'll, slices. I we'll wanna... get on to slices. We'll be covering gelati. 
<laughs> and we'll be so researched. Oh, I love a custard tart. Might keep an eye on the footy if we're not watching another yeah. wedding. <laughs> <laughs> this is Will and MJ for a loose podcast. We'll be back for an actual show next week. Oh, no, we won't. I'm in Brisbane. Oh. <laughs> Will and MJ. 105.1 Triple M.